0: we lay aside the things of the week and we focus our attention on you. May your presence fill and overflow our hearts with your love and your goodness as we
1: worship together and come around your word. And everyone said,
2: Amen. Alright, I know it's a little bit chilly this morning, so rub the hands together, get them ready, because there's nothing like clapping your hands when they're cold. It gives you a little bit of pain, but rub them together. Put our hands together this morning. (laughs) can do all things cause it's you who gives me strength nothing is impossible through you my eyes are open strongholds are broken i am living by faith nothing is impossible all right this morning no matter what we may be facing God is on the throne and God is in control. And if we choose this one, if we can sing out, I believe, I believe in you, because no matter what we're facing, that can always be true, amen? That we can believe in God, because He's trustworthy, He is worth our attention, yeah? Awesome, so let's sing this morning, I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe in you, I believe, I believe. Yes, I believe I believe in you. I believe I believe what we do. I believe I believe in you. I believe, I believe I believe. I believe I believe in through you, through you, I can do anything. I can do all things. Cause it's you who gives me the strength. Nothing possible through you blind eyes are open strongholds are broken I am living by faith nothing is impossible through you I can do anything I can do all things cause it's you who gives me strength nothing is impossible to you my eyes are open strongholds are broken i live in my faith nothing is impossible i believe i believe i believe i believe in you i believe i believe I believe in You. I believe, I believe. Yes, oh God, I believe. I believe, in, I believe make that your prayer this morning. I, I believe, believe, I believe, Lord, we do. I believe, I believe in You. I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in You. Through You, I can do anything. Do you need a strength this morning? I- Thing. 'Cause it's You, You gives me strength. Yes, Lord. nothing is impossible through You. Blind eyes are open. Yes, God, strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. Nothing is I believe, and I believe, I believe. Let it bubble in your soul. I believe, I believe, I believe From the spirit that come out I believe, I believe
3: God, we declare that you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And we give you all glory this morning. We ask you to have your way in this place today. We believe in you. Thank you, God, that nothing is impossible with you. And we declare that in this place today. We declare that in our lives today. We believe in you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you're with us right now thank you for your presence. Thank you that you know each one of us. Thank you, God, that you want to meet each one of us right to where we're at. We invite you to do just that this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to church this morning. You may be seated. Wow, that's a little bit different, isn't it? Oh, Where am I going to sit? <laughs> Who am I going to sit with? Well, I I pray that. Oh, it's not very nice. hear <laughs> this little whisper Ray's got no friends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so feel feel free to come and sit with Pastor Ray. <laughs> well, Wendy's Wendy's going to. Yeah. <laughs> I pray that you can relax this morning, whether you're sitting at a table there or wherever you are, I pray that you do relax. And please introduce yourself to people that you're sitting with. Get to know the people around you. Make each other feel comfortable. We're going to have a great time at church this morning. You expectant. Good. That's great. I want to say a welcome to everybody, but if you are here for the first time, I want to say a special welcome to you. Do we have anyone here for, with us for the first time today? I think, oh, I had the privilege of meeting Belinda. Awesome. Thank you. Welcome to you. Church, how about you give a guests a welcome? It's great to have you with us today. We don't sit like this all the time, <laughs> so so um, you're privileged to be with us when we're not in standard rows. And we do have a uh, gift bag for you if you would like to uh, pick one up after the service, uh, just on the right hand side as you exit into the foyer, please pick up a gift bag uh, for you. There will be a um, coffee card in it, we'd love you to fill it out, we can get to know you and you can get a free coffee after the service, so enjoy that. Well we're going to celebrate the birthdays and anniversaries together. So. Where should we come to? How about you come, it's probably gonna be easier if you can come and meet me up the front here And Wayne. How about you come and join me? If you've had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in the past week, please come on up and join me. Happy birthday on Monday, congratulations. Yeah, come and get your chocolate. Stay with me, we're gonna wanna pray with you. Church, how about you all stand together? Make sure you get your chalky. Oh yes, Owen. Good. Is it winning anniversary? How many years? 51. Wow, congratulations. Awesome, fantastic. Well, let's pray church. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one in Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations! <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Fifty-one, fantastic. Well, the kids are already out having fun, so that's fantastic. And Lance, Lance, he's over here. You know, each each week we have a um, we like to have a testimony of. Uh, people bringing goodness into our community well Lance has a great opportunity where we can all bring goodness so how about you share with us Lance
1: thank you Jan I was going to make a comment about um the seating but I better not because Sheridan's glaring at me I actually think it's fantastic having changes isn't it and that's what we're all about um for those of you who don't know me uh, my name's Lance Langley and I'm head of trades over at ATC train me and um a few months ago, I had the pleasure of um, um, going over to South America on a fact-finding mission to see if we could um, bring students into uh, New Zealand for training, and it's come to pass that we are going to do that. Um, they're not coming from South America this first round there, they're coming from the Philippines. I haven't been to the Philippines, so, uh, <clears throat> but the Philippines are just as good as South Americans. The opportunity that I'm offering to the church is that we are looking for people to homestay, uh, these students. Now, they'll be arriving on the weekend of the 3rd of October, and they'll be staying for between 10 and 12 weeks. So if they do stay the full time, they'll be leaving you the week of Christmas. I just think this is a fantastic opportunity for our church to show the love of Christ to these people. I'm totally well aware that the Philippines and South America Uh, have got a big Christian influence over there, but it's a Christian influence that that I think we need to change. So as a church that is very, very strongly focused on missions, I would really like you guys to step up, put your hands up, take one of these or two of these people on board for 12 weeks. Yes, you do get remunerated and show them the love of Jesus. So if anybody wants to talk to me after the service, I'll just be outside at the new people's desk. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Lance. Isn't that great? If you can't find Lance, then go to the hub. And if you forget to do that, get home and think, oh, I forgot to do that, then just contact the office and uh, you can find out more details there. That's great. Pastor Rex, how about you come and read the psalm to us? You might like to open your Bibles or the scripture is going to be up on the screen for you. Pastor Rick's and beautiful Irene. Wonderful. <laughs> Let's give them a hand.
4: Thank you, Jan. It's a great privilege and a pleasure to read to you. So we're like the parents reading to the children. <laughs> so you just relax. We're going to read to you Psalm 25. This psalm is a Hebrew acrostic poem, where each verse begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. In this psalm, there's a theme of learning or instruction which fits in with the alphabetical arrangement, and the psalm is a kind of a school book of learning, and it teaches us how we can please God and how we can enjoy his blessing in the midst of real trouble and strife. Now, it's a long psalm, so I've asked Irene if she'll help me because she reads fast.
5: (laughs) Psalm 25, a psalm of David. O Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced, but disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others.
4: Show me the right way, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and unfailing love which you've shown from long ages past. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. Remember me in the light of your unfailing love, for you are a merciful God.
5: Oh, the Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness all who keep his covenant and obey his demands.
4: For the honour of your name, O Lord, forgive my many, many sins. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. They will live in prosperity and their children will inherit the land. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. My eyes are always on the Lord, for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies.
5: Turn to me and have mercy, for I am alone and in deep distress. My problems go from bad to worse. Oh, save me from them all. Feel my pain and see my trouble. Forgive all my sins. See how many enemies I have and how viciously they hate me. Protect me. Rescue my life from them. Do not let me be disgraced, for in you I take refuge. May integrity and honesty protect me, for I put my hope in you. O O God, God, ransom Ransom Israel
4: from from all its troubles. Let us meditate on the word of God. when we sing songs, we may feel that we're not singing them with integrity because maybe we're not there yet. But when we say this, Jesus be the center, it's like a prayer. Lord Jesus, be the center. I desire you to be the center. So as we sing it, we can sing it with full integrity that either we're desiring him to be the center or we desire to have the desire that he be the center
2: as we come to this morning, let's sing that again and let's allow our heart to lift towards heaven this morning.
0: I don't know about you, but every now and again, and I get myself confused, I think, I've been worshipping Jesus, what about the Father? He must be feeling bad because I've left him out. And then I go, oh heck, I haven't included the Holy Spirit this morning, now I'm in real trouble, I've only got one of the three. But in John, I think it's chapter three, in the message version, it says, when we embrace Jesus, we embrace the Father. I love it. As we embrace Jesus, we embrace the Father. And I think you know that includes the Holy Spirit, doesn't it? They are three in one. When we embrace one, we embrace them all. And I'd just like to sing the chorus through one more time and really encourage you to turn your attention to whoever you like, Father, Son, or Holy Spirit. As long as it's one of those three, you're safe. Don't go outside those three. As long as it's one of those three, you're safe. Really turn your attention to them this morning and in your heart, just embrace them. As we sing the chorus through, and understanding that as we embrace one, we embrace them all. Yeah.
2: It's your breath in our lungs, so we.
0: came. Thank you that you connect us to the Father. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that we thrive in you every day of the week. We acknowledge you this morning. We acknowledge your presence here. We love your presence. this morning. In the name of Jesus, I command it to go. And where fear is held, people captive this morning. In the name of Jesus, I release the revelation of love. A feeling for some people this morning there's a sense of restriction for some not for all I believe the Holy Spirit would say that you've got to let go of unforgiveness you've got to let go of unforgiveness you'll take all power out of the enemy's hands allow the Holy Spirit to operate freely in your world I let that restriction loosen its grip this morning. In fact, I command it to go in Jesus' name. where it's restricted thought, where it's restricted vitality, whether it's restricted relationship or health, I command it to go in Jesus' name. So let that sense of air in our lungs start to fill us afresh. Start to fill us with life. Start to fill our minds, our hearts with life. Start to, to bring passion back. A sense of vigoration, Let it flow through us in Jesus' name. A lot bubbles. to be in the presence of God together can I encourage you if it's not going to freak you out and you are in a bleacher to come into a seat because I'm going to give you some stuff to do in a moment and um, it'll be easier if you're in the seat give you a piece of paper and a pen thanks guys beautiful Well, this morning we are um, carrying on in the book of Ephesians. Man, I loved the way you guys did that psalm. That was fantastic. Beautiful. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I loved, was it the second to last verse that said, what did the second to last verse say? It was about integrity and honesty. It was beautiful.
4: May integrity and honesty
0: protect me. May integrity and honesty protect me. Because I put my hope in you. In other words, if I put my hope in you, integrity and honesty will protect me. I love that. That was great. Fantastic. Well, we're carrying on in Ephesians this morning. Chapter 2. And um, I'm going to read from verse 11. And we'll see how we go. Perhaps I'll just read it, and then I'll come back and pull it apart a little. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises of God sorry, the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you've been re- united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his when, in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other has put, was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near to him. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now, you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that this morning you'd shed some light on this for us, that uh, you'd bring some bits and pieces to life, for us, that you'd reveal some bits and pieces here and that they would bring life to every person. I ask that every person in this room would leave this morning with a seed of life planted because there's been revelation of the Word of God. So we commit this time to you again, Holy Spirit. I thank you that you are present. I thank you that you are going to bring revelation to people this morning and that your church will be strengthened and that wherever we are and whenever we're there, we'll be able to live and be like Jesus. Amen. Don't, back to the beginning, verse 11, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You need to notice at the start of this text, it's written in past tense. You used to be. If he's writing it in past tense, it means something's changed now. You used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. How many of us know that we can live looking like we got it all together, but it's our bodies that are looking like it's got it all together, and our hearts can be far, far, far from God. I had an interesting discussion with Pastor Ray Andrews Um, who was with us last week one day and we were talking about different temperaments, different personality types and how different people uh, process different things and one of the things was, he said, well, depending on someone's temperament, they can expose, if if life's not going good, they expose all the, the, the symptoms externally and it's very easy for us to look at those people and go, oh my goodness, look at them, look what they're up to, look how they're behaving and we're pulling a judgment on their behavior, which we're told not to do. But there's other temperaments, which instead of it coming externally, the temperament drives it deep internally. And in the basement, in the recesses of their heart, they can be doing exactly the same thing as the other person was doing externally, but they're doing it internally. A great example of that would be someone perhaps who has an affair. Well, it could be a cry for help, Whatever ended up there, with them ending up being there, something has gone wrong, yes? Something's gone wrong. I don't know anyone who gets married goes, man, I'm going to have an affair in a couple of years' time. Something's gone wrong. But we could look at that and we could go, you, rotten sinner. Yet over here, there's someone who on the external looks just fine, yet the internal in the basement of their heart, they could be their mind, their imagination, they could be having exactly the same affair. It's just got no external manifestations. It's so easy for us to go through life with the right face on. It's what they're saying the Jews were doing. They were proud of their body, they were proud of the way they looked. But their hearts, their bodies, so their bodies were right but their hearts were not it was internal that was fallen apart god says to us you know he says even if you do that in your imagination you've committed your sin ouch ouch in those days you were living apart from christ you were excluded from citizenship among the people of israel and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. Isn't that interesting? You live in this world without God, you live in this world without hope. God equals hope. You live in this world without God, you live in this world without hope. But now, past tense are gone, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. But now you have been united with Christ. Once you're united with Christ, there is a sense of hope that comes into your world. If you're here this morning and you're not walking with Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you wouldn't say that you've got a dynamic relationship with God, an active relationship with God, and there's no hope in your world, can I encourage you this morning that connecting to God is the answer to bringing hope? The byproduct of connecting with God is hope. It's also peace. We'll see that in a moment. Once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to Him through the blood of Christ the Old Testament, people were far from God. There was the odd one or two here and there prophets that would heard from, heard from God and had a, had a special like, manifestation of God through them. There was the high priest who would go into the temple once a year, right into the presence of God. But by and large, people were far from God. That was the purpose, one of the purposes of the cross is that when Jesus went to the cross, he removed our sin. It's our sin that separates us from God. Can you remember that phrase that I read the other day? I said, man, it's awesome. For sin. Sin is God. Uh, I can't quite remember how it went. It was something like sin is God's... No, I'm not even going to try and quote it. I'll get it wrong. I have to look it up. Man, it was good. Um, by the way, it wasn't John chapter 3. It was 1 John chapter 3. And that same quote's in around there somewhere. Anyway... um. The cross removed the barrier of sin, which means now God is near. Not just to special people, to every special person. You are special, to every person. So God's gone from being distant, looking at him afar, the the cloud, the pillar of fire, the distance, the temple that the high priest could go into once a year to actually being here and Now The Holy Spirit, the presence of God himself is in this room this morning. Because we promised we two or three gather. There he is. His presence is in this room this morning. God is now near. I think because we've had the privilege of growing up in this age, we take that for granted. We don't even probably realize the significance of it. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. So there we are. God equals hope and God equals peace. Where does it come from? It comes from Christ. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commands and regulations. What ended? What ended then? Sacrifice ended. Trying to make ourselves right, doing the things we needed to do to bring ourselves into right relation. All that ended because Jesus paid the price for it all. Absolutely incredible. Now we can present ourselves before God anytime. Anytime. Because of what Jesus did. The whole system changed before the cross to after the cross. Entirely different worlds, so to speak. Everything changed. He paid it all. He created an atmosphere that you and I can connect with him anytime we want to. We can come into his presence. I um I love our theme goodness this year. And I'm passionate about trying to bring community transformation through, starting with us and then beyond us by bringing goodness to the society that we live in and the atmospheres that we live in. But we do need to be careful because Paul said very clearly, but you started in the Spirit. Why on earth now have you gone to the flesh? He's not saying don't do any good works. He's saying make sure that your salvation is secure in the Spirit and you're not now earning favor with God. By doing good works, but he equally says, Come on, it's an overflow of relationship that we would bring goodness to our society because faith without works is dead. But it's an overflow, it's not because we have to. It's not because oh, I've just got, to, I've got, I got out of the wrong side of the bed and blow it, I've got to try and find favor with God this morning. No, no, I've got favor with God. I've got favor with God. Fantastic because I've got favor with God, the overflow is I want to bring blessing to people in my world. I want to bring goodness to people in the world. Notice, so it's also back to past tense there. He did this by ending the system of law. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of His death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from Him, and peace to the Jews who were near. Gentiles were far away. The Jews were already nearer than us. They were God's promised people. But God has made one people group. By receiving Christ, by coming into relationship with Jesus, by receiving what Christ did on the cross, we are now one people group. Along with the, That means we are part of the chosen people. We've been grafted in, the Bible says. That's an amazing thought. When you read the, the promises to the, to the people of God, the, right through the Old Testament, that's now to you and I. Because we're part of that group of people. We've been bought in. We've been made part of the family. How do you do that? How do you become part of the family? You walk with Jesus. I wonder if you're here this morning and you don't know him as your Lord and Savior. You haven't got that dynamic relationship where you've said, Jesus, be part of my world. I exchange my rubbish, my sin, missing the mark, for your goodness and your grace and your love and your mercy and your kindness and I want to walk with you. I wonder this morning if you're here and you don't know Jesus in that capacity, if today you'd like to be introduced to him. Perhaps you're here this morning and for whatever reason you've strayed from your journey with God and you're really feeling on the altar. Well, maybe today is the day where you could step back up and say, Jesus, I embrace who you are. I embrace everything you've done and I want to walk with you. In fact, can you bow your heads just for a moment? If there's anyone here this morning, and you're saying for the very first time, Jesus, I want to be in relationship with you, or this morning you're saying, man, I've been away, but I I want to come back, I need to come back. If there's anyone here this morning that wants to do that for the first time, or you're coming back, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in just a second. And I'd love to pray for you. Is there anyone here this morning? If that's you. Do you want to lift your hand just so I can see it? I'm only going to wait a couple of seconds. Make sure I see you. Okay, that's great. Carries on in verse 18. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Wow. All of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. That is amazing. You want a verse to meditate on this week? That one. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18. It's amazing. Then carrying on. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all God's holy people. Our position is now very clear. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. We are citizens of heaven. We are part of his kingdom. It's very, very clear. Along with all of God's holy people, you are members of God's family. Isn't that nice? You are members of God's family. I am a member of God's family. I like that. Together, we are His house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus Himself. We are carefully joined together in Him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through Him, you Gentiles are also being made part of the dwelling where God lives in His Spirit. Now, that's packed. I wonder if um, the team could hand out the papers, and if you need a pen, just, just tap them for a pen. Let me just give you a very quick lesson. So it says, The family of God, the house of God, is built on a foundation of the apostles and the prophets. The people. Ascension Ministries. The foundation is built on, sorry, the house is built on a foundation of the apostles and the prophets of whom Christ Jesus is the cornerstone. Now, these guys are building a house and that's, um, that's just outside Jerusalem, so that's a pretty good indication of what the land is like there. They're actually building the house by stacking up all the stones and then later bringing plaster to, to finish it off. But you can see they stack up the walls. This is what the Bible is referring to when, it, when it's talking to us. And it says it's built on the apostles and the prophets. The cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. And then we all get stacked in our various parts. This is the physical image. We're getting laid to create a house for God. The really interesting thing, and I think it that brings, that brings incredible security, is the cornerstone. You see, they just couldn't use any stone for the cornerstone. They had to use exactly the right stone in the right place for the cornerstone because the cornerstone would literally lock into position and then everything else would be built off that stone. So once the cornerstone was in place, actually the building became secure because it wouldn't move. That's why the... The uh, many stones were overlooked to ensure that we had the right cornerstone in place because that was critical. If the cornerstone moved, the house was going to fall down. But as the cornerstone locked into its position, and that position would be different depending on where it was sitting, what the land was like, it brought solidity, it brought um, a sureness to the whole foundation of the house. Or the building. So the cornerstone is in place. Then the foundations, the bottom rows, the apostles, the prophets, ascension ministries, and then living stones. Living stones. One Peter chapter two and verse five says, "And you are now living stones that God is building into His spiritual temple." What's more. You are as holy priest through, med- through the mediation of Jesus Christ. You offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. As the scripture says, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Yes, you who trust him recognize the honor God has placed or given him. But those who reject him the stone that the builder rejected has now become the cornerstone. Isn't it interesting that, that he was such a special tone, stone, Jesus? He was only fit for what the Father rejected by others. Fit perfectly for what the Father wanted of him to do. So, we are, Christ is a cornerstone. We are carefully joined together in him. Slowly the house gets built. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of the dwelling where God gives his Holy Spirit. If you look at verse 21, it says we're carefully joined together. The NIV version says the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. The NSRV vision says that the whole structure is joined together and it grows into a holy temple in the Lord because we're living stones. So it grows, it rises, it's not static, it becomes. So if we look at verse 20 and 21, The foundation is the apostles and the prophets. The cornerstone is Christ. We are then carefully joined together to become a holy temple for the Lord. Here's, we're running out of time super fast. Five minutes. Why don't you answer these three questions in your table? Number one, what does a holy temple look like in 2015? Number two, what is the function of a temple? Number three, what does this mean in my daily life? You might not get to the third one. But they're good questions, and if you can't answer them now, how about asking the questions at your next life group gathering? What does a holy temple look like in 2.15? I'm not going to give you the answers. I've led you to the trough. What does a holy temple look like in 2015 Feel free to talk to the people at your table they they won't bite What is the function of a holy temple? Lord, it's not fair. You came on Sunday and you got to think. That's, that that wasn't in the deal, was it? Missed that in the fine print. does a holy temple look like in 2015 While you're thinking that through, Ephesians 4, verse 16 says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. It grows, it rises, it's not static, it becomes. What does a holy temple look like in 2015? And what is the function of a temple? And what does that mean for me tomorrow? I wonder if the band would like to come, eh? And we'll... Father, I ask that you would bring revelation by your Spirit to us this week around these questions. I know it's important to you that we understand the Scripture, that we have revelation on the Scriptures so that we can live in the fullness of freedom that you've uh, paid for and that you desire us to live in. And so I ask that as we ponder these questions, that we wouldn't just leave them here, but Lord, we would answer these questions uh, internally, and that would actually bring it out working physically in our day-to-day lives. Holy Spirit, I ask you, promise that you will bring revelation, that you are the teacher so I ask for every person that you would download what they need to know, what we need to know, to be able to walk in the fullness, the freedom that you've intended us to walk in, so that wherever we are, whenever we're there, we can be like Jesus. Amen. We're going to finish with a song, and um, the song is called Cornerstone, and uh, thought it was appropriate because we're talking about Cornerstone. So um, I encourage you to stand and sing with us. I've managed to rope my boys in to help me. They weren't that pleased about it. But hey when I'm still paying for the petrol and the food it's amazing what you can get done. and that he is the stone of which all the foundation, the church, the holy temple, our lives are built. And I thank you that we can go into our week with absolutely absolute certainty that Jesus remains the same, that Jesus is unmovable, that Jesus is the son of God, that Jesus paid the price for our sin, that Jesus made the way for us to come near to you and that it's by the Holy Spirit that we all relate to you so that we can live this life with hope and with peace in Jesus name as we go just a part of your church this morning into our weeks wherever we are whatever we're doing help us to be like Jesus but Lord let us walk with an absolute certainty that Jesus Christ is Lord amen Amen. Have a fantastic day.